0: And my mic was not on. It is time for Hot Takes. Welcome, everybody. Um, It is I, Young Shiro, and my uh, illustrious cohort, Skeleton Lipstick. Hello. Welcome to Hot Takes. Um, If you haven't tuned in before, welcome. We're happy to have you. Let's do see some first-timers in chat and a lot of of OGs and regulars. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We've got a hell of a uh, broadcast for you tonight featuring a guest that I've wanted to have on for years. Literally, don't know what took us so long. We've got. Uh,
1: well, it's because it's always hard to organize the international guests.
0: Our first international guest tonight. Yeah, it's our first international um, guest, actually. Yeah. Leroy Honeycomb of Hawaii 94, um, Sky Raider, hey. Neoclone, and Surfing fame will be joining us tonight from, I believe it's Melbourne. And we've got a lot of excitement around this episode. And I, I can't wait to bring bring our guest on after our, uh, our intro. And get started with the arguing, debating, and questions. But just a couple ground rules. Um, ground rules: um, All opinions are welcome. All takes are welcome. Just no punching down. Punching up is fine. You can talk shit about Daft Punk, Kanye West, anyone you want. Just no punching down, please. Uh, we have a series of commands that I'm going to use in the chat right now. If you guys want to jump in our Discord server or listen to our Spotify playlists uh we didn't get to do ar- our
1: first international guest because he's from canada oh people, you're right that's i'm right. sorry right the pacific that's plaza right. thank you Fair speaking enough.
0: of pacific plaza hope you guys enjoyed the ad from the new vaporwave news network podcast tune in uh one of our very very good dear friends alex from pacific plaza otherwise known as trucks passing trucks will be running that podcast and we co-sign for sure um sorry Indie advent was our first <laughs> international guest and luxury noise thank you very much for the donations um, we've got a couple other commands of Discord you guys are welcome to use uh, if you want to follow any of us particularly, if you want to donate, if you want to jump in our Discord server. We've got a new Spotify playlist as well, courtesy of Fant. They did a playlist of their favorite Philip Glass tracks. Nice. Intro to Philip Glass. That's uh, exclamation point Spotify, along with our uh, uh, playlist that we already have, thanks to our, our, uh, our guests, Frank Jeff C, and um, Whitewoods. Check them out along with the official Hot Ticks Spotify playlist. I'd like to start off tonight with some personalized recommendations. we like to do three recommendations before the show. I'm going to do those tonight. Um, Well, the uh, camera keeps going blank when I pull up the iTunes. Um, The new Business Casual compilation, and I mean Business Casual's Anniversary Volume 10, is definitely not to be missed. Um... Of course, there's a 10 year anniversary comp that that is that's an easy plug, but that's that's like four four tape sides long. So anniversary volume 10 is definitely a little more digestible and features some of the hits from their latest. I want to say their last year's worth of releases. Particularly notable, uh, just the active presence. I believe is the name of the the. I'm sorry, not active presence. Although they are good, designer jeans. Don't know how I confuse them with active presence. Designer jeans track just bangs it just rips right in so if you're looking for something that just like just bangs check out the designer jeans track lost travelers flip of um oh you know i can't remember what he flipped but it was really good he did a, an excellent job uh i'm not as familiar with lost travelers i would like to be but he, he did an excellent job uh, on the track that he that he has on anniversary volume 10 um the Pursuing Paradise track, who I'm really glad kind of sort of came back. Uh, Pursuing Paradise has a very unique approach to Vaporwave, in my opinion. He does more of like a like a DJ set of music. Uh, if you're not familiar, I definitely recommend checking out Pursuing Paradise's track. Uh, that, that man will flip anything. He's a bit like Christ in that he'll sample anything. <laughs> uh, so check out the, the Pursuing Paradise track on Anniversary Volume 10 along with Sonic 991's track. Just a just fun, danceable vapor. Uh, that's Anniversary Volume 10, courtesy of Business Casual. Um, also like to recommend uh, tra- or an, an album by a uh, lesser-known artist that I'm sure you've heard of, Skelly. Russian guy goes by the name of Lapty. Oh, yeah. Lapty was around in the earlier days, right? Doing flips uh, on SoundCloud. Uh, he's he's kind of put his feet in the C-punk scene, probably some witch house. He's a Russian guy, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes, and a lot of his like vaporwave adjacent because i don't think he ever like quote unquote made vaporwave but his flips are excellent they hit really hard um and the album oh thank you for the, the link by the way Lux. i forgot to post the link to anniversary volume 10 uh the link is going to be in chat in a second it's an album called allure by lapty if you guys like like punchy uh just just vaporwave and future funk that kind of hits but isn't as high tempo i guess you could call it vapor funk if you want to over classify check out allure by lapty he's kind of an og artist and he kind of like remastered some of these old tracks that were around in like 2012 2013 2014 last recommendation i'm sure y'all noticed that uh queen luxury elite dropped a new album today it's called fashion pop if you haven't heard it yet, here's the link, and you definitely do need to hear it. Lux is, of course, a very, very dear friend to both of us. Not just a friend to me, but, you know, very dear to us both, and a very good friend of the show. Um, and uh, she just dropped a new album out of nowhere. I mean, I knew it was coming, but didn't know it was going to happen today. And uh, 16 tracks worth of a lot of Italo disco sampled content, oh, plus you a couple of... Uh, a you're, you're a busy man, dude. I heard it because I obvious reasons. It's It fits the bill. It's it's pure lux through and through, wall-to-wall. Uh, it's a very fun, I believe, 56-minute journey of just up-tempo, Ooh. very well-disguised samples. Uh, she's really upped her game. Uh, it's very, very clean production. very clean-sounding. Um, some favorite tracks. Um, personally, I really, really like um, the second track on the album. It's called uh, Design Office. Uh, Crowded Bar is a lot of fun. I almost told her she should use some some samples of like people talking in a bar but i I didn't want to (laughs) overstep uh hbo intermission the outro seems to be getting a lot of love and for good reason it's a fun album it's got a lot of energy um it's just peak luxury elite and uh pick it up at the link uh pay what you can and uh and support don't even have to describe it you already know what it sounds like and with that i yield the floor to skeleton lipstick with his hot take of the day
1: Okay, um, let's see. So today is apparently, did you know today is International Goth Day?
0: No, that's badass. Well,
1: apparently it's International Goth Day, and so that got me thinking about, you know, what exactly does goth mean as a genre? Is oh, it a genre? Cool. Is it a style? Is it a concept? You know, is it a look? Is it a feel? And you know, you kind of have a general idea of what goth is, but it really sounds like so many different things. And that's kind of what makes it interesting, right? Is because it's a paradigm more so than it is a genre or or, or anything. Really, it's a it's a collection of art. It's a collection. Of, um, it's a specific way of doing art. A specific way of presenting a style. A specific vibe to the music, no matter how it sounds or what it is. And I always think about those kinds of you know when it when it's something that starts off as a sound or an idea, sort of transcends it. It becomes sort of a you know like an archetype, right? And that's kind of what vaporwave is, is, right? At the end of the day, yeah, it, very much so. It is sort of the same thing, right? You have the idea of well, there's a specific kind of idea of like what the sound could be, but it's so many different things now, right? Because it's sort of become more than that. It sort of intersects with art, fashion, uh, uh, concepts, ideas, a specific vibe, right? Right. So vaporwave is maybe a paradigm as well. And so I guess my hot take is going to be that, is that Vaporwave has sort of moved into the realm that you might consider goth to be or maybe even punk to be as well, which is an idea, yeah. an attitude, a, a paradigm. And that's sort of what I think it is, because I can remember in the early days, you know, artists, myself included, getting moved into the Vaporwave category and mm-hmm. at first thinking, I don't know if this is exactly what I am. Yeah. But I do agree with all the ideas, you know, in it. I do agree with them. I'm approaching music from the same, you know, mental perspective and uh, and from the same way that I ingested, you know, culture and art around me and how I how I thought about it when I made my music was similar to the way the other people were making music who specifically only used samples. And right. so, you know, I think that that's kind of the similarity that I see between Vaporwave and God not obviously anything aesthetic or sound wise, but within the idea of it being something bigger and all of a sudden sort of being that, you know, because you are in that same intersection.
0: It's an ethos. It's definitely evolved. Well, you know what? I think it's time to bring on our, our highly valued and, um, just, just highly welcomed guest for tonight. Um, we're going to go ahead and, um, just kind of recap. If you're a fan of chill wave music, you've probably heard Hawaii '94 or Surfing. If you're a fan of vaporwave I know you've heard Surfing.
1: Surfing um, Deep Fantasy is sort of required listening. It is. You know? These guys were around very early
0: on in the game. Very big. Um, and
1: also, they are the ones who discovered me actually back in. No, like, that's right. With what
0: is it? Airline tapes, I believe.
1: With airline tapes. So airline they're tapes. the ones who discovered me. And, that's right. And brought me into it. Which was like 2011, 2010,
0: and and Leroy's got a couple of of newer side projects, uh, Neoclone and Sky Raider, that are definitely going to be we're definitely going to be talking about. Um, but hailing from Melbourne, Australia, correct me if I'm wrong. We've got Leroy Honeycomb. We're going to go ahead and take the screensaver down and go ahead and unmute yourself, buddy. Welcome to the show.
2: Hey. Can you so see can me? go ahead and fix Save that me? crop?
0: We are having, a, admittedly, a little bit of a an issue with Leroy's mic tonight, but we're attenuating as we go. And yeah, I'll fix this screen grab right now because you are a little off-center. What do you think about what Dr. Chris had to say about um, goth vaporwave. and vaporwave being kind of relatable in that they've kind of transcended sound and gone t- towards more of like, a, like an ethos?
2: Uh, yeah we actually discussed this I think Chris um we did, we did discuss it, this like, actually in person
1: yeah
2: <laughs> yeah in, uh, in philly we, we talked about it and um, we did uh yeah like yeah I get what you're saying with the you know the, more the ethos and all that but um as far as musically you know you, you compared it to punk um the, yeah. the movement I suppose that's more accurate rather than uh strictly musically speaking because it like anyone who sort of attaches himself to vaporwave uh not the same if you know what i mean everyone's got a different um different approach different sound but it does all fit under the one umbrella and i suppose the guys like who started earlier like us mm-hmm. vaporwave for me was um one oh tricks and james
1: Ferraro. and and that's oh yeah. stuff. Exactly. So it's like this. That was was influencing me as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like but I what? feel like a lot of times it's sort of like the it, the people, you, the pe- people who become in part of a movement usually have very similar influences, very similar strong influences in them already. You know what I mean? Whether it be that or you know, like Ariel Pink and some other stuff that everybody's yeah. kind of listening to. Some right? proto vapor.
0: You know boards of Canada that sort of thing.
1: And you kind of get creeped yeah. into this sort of thing cuz you're all making different kinds of music, you're making it in different ways, but like you're yeah. you're all listening to these same sim, these same few artists a lot. In the same way the people who did punk were all listening to like Iggy Pop and uh, Patti Smith, right? And Velvet yeah. Velvet Underground. Yeah. It, exactly. But it'd be interesting to know what uh, those guys
2: like Jimmy Ferraro thinks his music is or um, because I I identified vaporwave sort of with samples of pop culture or sampling culture yeah um whereas our stuff's a bit more musical so uh look i I don't really care what people call it or whatever but um it's just interesting to hear you know how how it's become what it's become now
0: Mm. it's definitely evolved man it's gotten to be a lot more like i guess you could say like experimental um and i mean you would know you're still involved in the, very involved in the scene um or you're, you're still like creating art it's it's gone beyond the bounds of needing to like sample something or, or directly create something in the pastiche of the 80s you know or something like that i personally think yeah. that's really cool i like how inviting the scene is yeah
2: well i mean no, i don't sample at all because it's Frankly, I don't know how to. I'm I'm good at it. But um, uh, yeah, for me to still be able to contribute from a, you know, an instrument point of view is, is great.
0: Feel that. Well, guys, uh, blow up the chat with questions for Lee because we're gonna do our our biographical half of the show with uh with Skeleton Lipstick taking the helm on the questions for that. But anything you want to ask our boy, put it in chat. And sorry about the volume of the background music. I forgot that it was it was so loud.
1: Okay, can I start cross-examining? Yes,
0: please part? do. Start cross-examining our guest.
1: So, Lee, you, when does this all begin with you? When do you start playing music? Why do you start playing music? What was the beginning uh, when you thought I want to start making some stuff myself?
2: Jesus, it's a long time ago now. Um, my... my... Grandfather, my mum's father was a professional musician, and you can probably see that pedal steel guitar in the background there. Yeah, oh, nice. Uh, so, he um, he was actually a Greek refugee here, and uh, really, yeah, and uh, he wanted to learn guitar. And because they couldn't speak English, he got enrolled in Hawaiian guitar by accident. And then, from that, you know, in Hawaiian music, they have like the lap steels and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. yeah good point. Just got tied into that and um he actually was quite successful like he played with Johnny Cash and guys in America and stuff played the Grand Ole Opry oh Um, unreal and so there's always music in the family but I never really um picked up or or was interested in learning until they my grandparents bought me a guitar when I was about 14 Mm -hmm. um so from there yeah I just uh started playing and um sort of just teaching myself and, and at that time in the, in the late 90s um uh home recording gear had just started to come out so yes uh, that's that really true like right a, um, yeah like a boss roll and um i had like the you know like the flat camera not an sd card before that like a real flat uh sort of uh memory card mm-hmm. um and it had four tracks on it, and it came with a set of um, like roll and drum loops from different drum machines they put out. So you had to sort of program it into the dial and open up tracks to get everything to fit on
1: the four tracks. Um, so I started with that.
2: Tracking away. I want
1: to stop for one second. That's really interesting that you had something that you had to program the drums into. It's so funny because like, you know, you start making music, and particularly if you're using something like what you're talking about, It's interesting because when you start making it, you see this like drum samples and it's like, the you know, and how they're like pre-programmed and pre packaged and you start, you initially see it as like, oh, this is a detriment to me sounding more professional. But the more you play with it, the more you're like, oh no, this is character and this is like creating something different and it's good that I can't make something that sounds exactly perfect and it's good that it actually is like the recording isn't the greatest quality. I can use that to my advantage to make it. Make it a unique sound. It's so funny how the limitations of what we work with sort of start yep. forming the artistic decisions. And becomes direction. its hallmark. Yeah, Re- and I, really I quick. Yeah. If you
0: can turn yourself up just a bit, Lee, like twenty-five percent, maybe. Sorry to interrupt. I've got you maxed out on our end. That's, that's all good. Is that better? It is way better. Sorry to interrupt you, man.
2: No, no, no that's fine. Um, uh, what was I saying? I can't remember. Um. Oh, yeah, came with, like, all these loops and shit. I had no idea what they were, because this is all... This was me pre-internet. I'm that old. Um, So, like, I had 808 kits, 909, whatever else they put out. And I was trying to make, like, um, you know, music like The Strokes or something. And I was using the 808 drum kit. And I was like, fuck, this sounds cool. But I had no idea what an 808 was or, you know, what genre that had sort of typically been used in or whatever. Um it's just the loops on that sounded less shit than the. Eight oh eights are fire as fuck, dude. I love eight oh eights. No, I mean in context of that little recording console, eight oh yeah. eights are great. But uh, the, they had these acoustic loops on it that you know, like the um, early MIDI acoustic drums that yeah, it just sound shit. So yeah, yeah. Um, right. Yeah, so like it was things like that, um, and we used to do our own demos because recording time here was like. Fuck, man. It was like 50 bucks an hour back then. And oh, Jesus. Got some, oh, Jesus. I shudder to think what it is now. Uh, it's expensive, but now, look, because everyone can do it at home, it's sort of brought the price back, back down. But, um, True, good point. You, you'd get these jaded old engineers, and they'd be like, no, this is how it should sound. And you're like, no, I want more distortion on my voice or something. Like, no, 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 you're degrading the audio, but well, I'm not going to do it. You know, you'd always be fighting with these guys. You'd come out spending three grand on a two-track demo that was... Um, not what you wanted it to sound like yeah like right just totally away from the vision so yeah that that's where i sort of got into doing my own recording stuff because i figured you know i can't get a worse result than wasting three grand and someone else fucking it up for me so <laughs> somebody else fucking um, up. yeah uh, you know everyone who makes music would be pedantic with things to an extent yeah like you know even if you can't convey how you want to sound you know what you want and we're getting disregarded constantly by other dudes who think yeah they might know technical things better but um they might not have a production sort of mind so um, right the the alternative was to just do it myself um so yeah like I, i was kicking around in bands in melbourne for probably about five years playing like you know up to twice a week. Um, and that was fun, but, you know, there, there's no money in it. There's not really a proper scene here. You, you'd be lucky to get, like, man, on a, on a weeknight in winter, you'd get, like, ten people there, max. Unreal. Uh, yeah, on a weekend in summer, it'd be better, but people weren't there to listen to bands. They were there to just party and get wasted and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's not really, like you know, you guys have niche markets for everything over there, and you can play in any city pretty much any time, and, and have the people that are interested, but we, we just don't have that that population, so uh, at that point, um, yeah, sort of, that came to an end, and I actually responded to an ad online, which was Jenny. Oh. And, Ooh, uh, no way! Yeah, and then he was doing his sampling stuff, and he wanted uh, someone to play instruments over the top, and As, like, coming from a guitar background, um, you know, a lot of guitarists into the metal thing and all that, and I I never really was, but he was the only ad that was looking to do, like, pop music, and everyone else Mm. was, you know, I want to play Metallica or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, Or, you know, Thrash or whatever it was, Um, and that that wasn't really my thing. So, um, yeah, I responded, Um, we started working together, Um, wound up. Uh, He was called Cadillac at the time. So you guys can get the artist Cadillac and that's us. Um, Oh, no way. uh, Lux is going to find
0: a link. I promise you.
2: Um, And so that was a band sort of uh, collaborating with some guys in Sydney. So there's a guy called Hayden James. I don't know if you guys know him or not. He's he's doing pretty well. Uh, He was in that and then me and Penny and, and a couple mm. of other guys, um, and then that fell apart, and and we were already working on um, the surfing stuff uh, during that project, and then uh, yeah, we just migrated onto onto surfing from there. So, um, and then I've been doing my own stuff, you know, obviously constantly all the way through, just as a um, yeah. Hey, as can a I ask
1: a question really quick? Really quick. Yeah. Before
0: you ask, give me about fifteen percent more, Lee, if you don't mind. Thank you, bud. And thank you for letting me get that in, Chris. Is
2: that okay?
0: Yes, it's very okay. Okay, cool. Thank you.
1: Okay. So I want to ask, I know that, you know, you link up with Penny and Penny's like, he's working with some sample based stuff. You're working with the guitar side of stuff. Were there bands that you both liked or artists that you both liked that you sort of bonded over when you were making surfing? And that was like, oh, this is my guy. This is my guy. Yeah. You know, I think we're going to work well together.
2: Oh yeah, it was definitely. I mean, we both like a lot of genres of music, um, so you'll always find common ground on on um, artists. You know, he like he's into guitar music as well, um, so there was no issue with that. Um, but you know, the the project that uh, we were doing was sort of um, Cadillac started, sort of you know French houseish sort of stuff. So I couldn't come in and start playing, you know. Eddie Van Halen solos and whatever, oh, that's yeah, exactly. so, yeah. So you know, I was doing a lot of funk stuff over that, you know, like the little plucks and and the um, you know rhythmic sort of, you know, that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, so I had to sort of fit at the end of that. It was His projects, so I was trying to fit in to that and not sort of flip it up. But that, that's where surfing came. Surfing was probably the yeah. you know the proper clean slate. Let's he sent me a blank sample I tracked something over it and we we just went from there with no sort of we didn't know what we were doing so
1: that's how that came about you didn't even know what you were doing you were just you guys were just putting stuff together have yeah any I mean was, that you were looking to and thinking like you know this is kind of we're doing something we're both thinking about this kind of vibe or anything like that
2: uh, I remember with deep fantasy um, the EP was before that um, I think maybe Neon Indian had just oh, dropped his album at that point. Yeah. Oh uh, wow. Uh, yeah,
1: that's true. He I mean, had yeah, cool. probably done that yeah, he probably just done that album.
2: Yeah. Um and they were recorded sort of both together the EP anything fantasy or closest together, but um I remember uh the Twin Shadow album forget was a – I Damn, love that album. A huge reference point yeah. for both of us on that one. That album was Absolute so goddamn good, dude. Like one of the best yeah. Ever. yeah, You've been posting
0: yeah. that lately. That song, "Fucks," yeah. and the calm trees remix too.
2: Yeah. Which one?
1: That's
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so that that album was a huge um, reference point. Uh, I think, like, music, musically and, and lyrically, a little bit. Yeah. Very cool.
0: Let's get a chat question out of the way really quick. Right. Lux and I have some more
1: questions after that. Yeah,
0: just one. Question. We'll just get one. Um yeah, Lu- you know, Lux no, is I, apparently
1: like I'm not trying to interrupt, but i have follow ups from my, my dear old Christopher, friend. Christopher, I love my... your
0: interrupting. It's okay. We have two hours we have an hour and a half to go with this man. Uh right. Lux apparently, by the way, is a is a pretty big Cadillac fan, did not know you were Cadillac. So that's Oh, cool. no
1: broken away, really? Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> uh, Lux that's wants funny. to know how you linked up with LA Vampires and how that collab oh, yeah, came to be. Question.
2: Uh, you're probably better off um, talking to Penny about that one because he, he was a big fan of uh, LA vampires. Um, yeah, so he's kind of more the time, into the housey stuff, huh? Yeah, so like the the whole Chrome album was sort of his. That um, was Penny. Yeah, that, that was more him, and I, I just added a few things over the top. Um, so he yeah he was more into her. Um, I I like her stuff too, but uh, yeah, that was his. Um he wanted to to work with her so um yeah we, we just hit her up and she was receptive to it which is good so um yeah that's a just an email that literally that's how nice it came about man the early 2010s
0: that's where it was at
2: yeah yeah I, uh, i'm sort of stuck there a little bit too yeah uh,
0: no i don't think anyone's complaining bud like honestly i didn't realize I came to surfing kinda late. I was a fan of your solo project Hawaii ninety four way before hearing surfing somehow. And I was <laughs> a huge the fan of man. Man. I would put I would put uh reality with, with the, the at sign. I would put that in, in like the chill wave canon for sure.
2: Yeah, definitely yeah. that would be chill wave, yeah. Yeah. yeah not to like to
0: overclassify, but it's it definitely is right up there with the greats, possibly even better than some of the greats in my opinion. Oh, I
2: don't know about that, man. Thanks
0: anyway. But, uh, <laughs> on that note, um, that. since Skelly disappeared, I want to get that's Matt's question out of the way. He wanted to know what are some of your favorite music genres that you listen to.
2: Uh, oh man, depends on the day, um, right? Yeah, any decade of music. Um, oh man, literally. Look, what what I'd it'd be easy to say. What I don't regularly listen to would be I don't listen to a lot of metal stuff. Okay. And, uh, and I don't oh, really, thanks for the like donation it. Roche. No, top, not really top 40 stuff. And, you know, I got you. commercial sort of pop, okay. hip hop and all that stuff, but yeah, j- anything else, literally jazz, classical, funk, soul, well, anything. Yeah. All
1: right. So, a uh, couple of questions. I, was, I want to go back just a little bit for one second. And I want to ask, you started making music, um was there a particular artist that kind of inspired you and you looked up to sort of like when you first started playing guitar and first started founding your voice in the in, the,
2: in it yeah I sort of did it in um in a couple stages uh so i'm about your age yeah chris so uh, yeah you know back then we had what netscape navigator on the internet no oh damn like there, you couldn't just go on and search stuff there's obviously you no know, spotify and things like that so yeah yeah you know, i didn't have an older brother or anything i was dependent on my parents sort of record collection so uh you know obviously dad was into like the the beatles and stuff like that um
1: great place to start I yeah i
2: have the roots
1: you learn to yeah, play so the beatles you will learn want to be able to write music
2: it was that and, and nirvana really that i started learning the guitar and, um, learn all those songs. And then I migrated to sort of, you know, Hendrix and, and the, the, you know, Zeppelin stuff like that. Um, but as far as like writing and recording, when at that point, uh, I remember at that time in the late nineties, uh, well in Australia anyway, we, we have like five commercial radio stations and like at that point we had like Commercial TV stations or whatever. Um, and it was hard to find. I think only one played sort of like underground stuff, which was the um show called Rage on the ABC. But you would have to stay up from like midnight to 6 a.m. To, was it a to college yeah. radio what show? It? No, no, it's a ABC's a national broadcast. Oh, I gotcha. that, um, yeah, so um, you yeah, know, unless you you watch that or listen to that, it was hard to sort of find stuff, but um. At that point, playing guitar, the, all the commercial stuff, with guitar music was like fucking Limp Biscuit and stuff like that, and I, I just, right. just didn't like that stuff. Yeah. It's like fuck, man. This is like it's hard to find people to play with who don't want to play that stuff. Finally,
1: someone who agrees with me about this stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, not, like, Chris hates new metal, dude. I hate it, but that's like all the people who like it so much aren't the ones who grew up with it. Like me and Lee, yeah, had exactly. to grow up with it and had to grow up with like. All I was these there. People.
0: I remember when Lincoln Park was big. And POD. Are you? Are you,
1: like, yeah, but I don't know if you were. I was yeah, an angry a little, little freshman. Okay, fine, you too. But like, I remember <laughs> just like it wasn't for me. I didn't really like it, and like, I couldn't get away from it. <laughs> do you yeah, feel exactly. about it the you way I do it. about I cause cause '90s fashion. I couldn't fashion. get away from it. Like, Jinkos
0: like, are coming back, and I think they look just as shitty now as they did back yeah. then. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> but that's like why <laughs> I like. Navigate it. I
1: somehow was able to like navigate towards like the Indier scene, like the, the the early '90s indie uh, late sorry, late '90s like Indian emo stuff, like the Get Up Kids or Jawbreaker or Lifetime. Yeah. That
2: stuff. yeah i found all that stuff like after the fact um so while it was happening i i sort of missed it all because i was probably about 13 14 or whatever and we were unlucky we a little bit age-wise age-wise we missed that whole grunge thing because we were too young right and then sort of no- nothing happened for a little bit and then the yeah. new metal came in um but yeah one day i remember hearing a song on uh my my little clock radio used to come on uh before school and um i just had it on a commercial station and for some reason yeah. they played last night by the strokes ah, i was like yeah, yeah. Oh, be, that's and, and the interpol and shit oh yeah i yeah. never yeah. said the name of the song so i was fucking trying to find this song in the limited internet and everything and um eventually i did find it um and back then there was like um uh, even before like LimeWire, i can't remember what it was called back then we had a download napster or, you know uh no not like like that stuff uh, or something
1: like
2: that i i can't remember one of those because i can't remember um, um oh Kazam, you, oh no no, no kazan <laughs> yeah yeah that's it yeah. <laughs> uh, no one would know what the fuck we're talking about at the moment but um <laughs> Yes, I found, like, uh, bootleg groups of their live shows uh, from New York and stuff, and I was able to find more of the tracks and all that. Um, and the Strokes really uh, changed my mentality at that point. It sort of, uh, you am know, probably dramatizing, but it gave me hope where um, I wasn't going to have to settle and play in a new metal band. You know, there was yeah. other stuff happening. Um, also,
1: the Strokes were recording music and this is like a mainstream band, but they were recording music in a way that sounded more grunt or, or lo-fi. You know, there okay. was definitely different textures being used that weren't being used prior, you know what I mean, in a mainstream music. Yeah. No, that yeah, was absolutely. kind of cool too. Like, I'm like, oh, I like that this is like, we're using the grit to make something sound different, right? Yeah,
2: uh, it's just, uh, it's sort of like history repeating itself. I think at that point would was due for a 70s revival um, and they sort of started that. And then, Yeah, they did. Beyond that, we went into the '80s revival, was the synth wave, and now we're back into the '90s.
1: So we're um, damn near
0: to the 2000s, bud. Yeah, it's we are. wild.
1: Yeah, yeah. We got people yeah. wearing right. chinkos out here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So that's interesting. So okay, but I okay. There's another question. Oh yeah. So now let's let me jump forward again. Now that I know that. All right. Yeah. So now we're doing. Now you're doing surfing. Um, you guys are putting together something. Okay. So you put together the surfing EP and, and the album, and Now, what do you want to do with it? You're going to release it. How do you choose to do this? How how does that lead to airlines? Um,
2: Airlines, he
1: started that one um, himself
2: at the Mm -hmm. time. Um, And I think it was just a way to... uh, Mm -hmm. No one wanted to release the music, so just did it ourselves. Um, But there wasn't really a a plan, and we probably balls up that whole... Uh, sort of release because uh, it really, really didn't get any traction traction until about three or four years after we released it so I uh, know we just threw them up online um, and just sort of let it do its thing and uh, it had Deep Fantasy had some uh, minor success here they like got named album of the Year and a few stations and stuff um, and we spoke to some labels but they weren't keen on the whole sampling thing right um, <laughs> They didn't want to. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to touch it, no. um, or they wanted us to clear it and then come back to them. And these were bigger labels, not not like, you know, us guys making our own little internet labels. Um, and we we just didn't have the money or or know how to even go about that. Um, so we didn't worry about that. No. And I think we wanted to put it out on vinyl. And at the time they were like, "Oh, no, minimum runs three hundred. We don't think you're going to sell that, so we don't want to do that either." So we just oh wild. We just left it at that. And then, uh, yeah, we saw numbers creeping up online. And I I still don't know how it sort of blew up. But yeah.
1: But that was a big we deal back them. then, too. Like, yeah, moving, cassettes, moving cassettes back then was not easy. It's no, kind of it wasn't. Yeah, now. But, like, there right. was a period, like, once, like, 2013 or 14 started hitting, and then, like, cassettes were really yeah, moving. True. But back then, like, yeah. it was even hard. I think it's hard now, again, because just, I don't know physical media yeah. is a little bit more difficult now but back yeah. then it was very difficult and physical, media, physical well. media was a big thing back then too mm-hmm. and hmm. like it was yeah. difficult to move cassettes particularly as and this is like the beginning of like cassettes even being a thing
2: yeah oh yeah, yeah. very well, good I mean,
1: point
0: the,
1: i mean you had the, the hypnagogic lot really of like,
0: people doing it
1: yeah but like very they they just started doing it one year before basically right and what? they
0: were all like making dubbing their own and like sending them out handmade j cards and shit
1: but now we're like getting to like the lesser known people like the the offspring of the hypnagogic and and chill wave and and things you know the vaporwave people right right who are like we're gonna get signed to record labels because the record labels already signed neon indian and they're like this is different but still we have something like this already
0: yeah different but marketable
1: well it's just like you know the so the big punk bands um in the 70s they all get signed to major record labels right but the people who don't are the hardcore bands afterwards, right? Like Black Flag or you know, mm. Kennedy's, all these people, right? So they they aren't going to get signed to a major label because they've already got the, the you know the remotes. So that's when you start your own record labels, the progeny of of that of the movement, you know, the big of the movement four. That's sort of like, and then you start yeah. Airlines, and then all the other ones start, all the other record labels start too.
2: Yeah, because no one's yeah. going to
1: sign them. We have to do it ourselves.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um... Uh, you know, it's difficult here with the cost involved because we have to get everything made over in America or Canada, Ship point. Oh, yeah, there or, or really? ship to a, yeah. uh, uh, it. It's actually cheaper. Like, it's still expensive, but it's cheaper for us to get them done over there, ship here, than it is to use the guy that does it here. The um, guy. I don't know why.
1: The guy. Uh, there's a couple...
2: <laughs> There's a couple now, but at the time, I think there was one in Melbourne Unreal. that, that we could use. Um, and I don't think you could even choose like the color. It'd be like, uh, this is a price, and they're random cassettes, like, right? Get a, you know, proper, proper release done. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of hurdles to jump to do it. Um, I think that's why it sort of fell down when he was doing it um, at the start. It sort of fell down just because it's expensive to run. You know, yeah, it's hard. And in shipping back to you guys for the customer, right? Um, yeah, we, I've had a few people like say, "Oh, your shipping's too high." You know, you're, you're ripping us off, or whatever. Man, this is what it costs. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, for real. Uh, it is what it. We're we're halfway across the, the world, so um, you know, it's just things you got to compete with.
1: So now that's an interesting thing. You're halfway across the world, and yet you're starting to connect with people outside of a physical regional scene you know what i mean Mm. was that kind of a weird thing for you to process uh
2: no it was welcome though because nothing was going to happen here uh within the the non-existent scene in melbourne so um i thought it was great. like you know shady we were we were sort of you know at, at our age um we were used to the internet because we, we were there as it started. So, like, you know, yeah. whether it was Merck or MSN Messenger or whatever, you're always talking to, to people from wherever. Yeah. Uh, from like 13, 14 years old. So, um, no, I thought it was great. Like, I mean, how sure. good no. is this? Like, we're, you know,
1: yeah, it's interesting because we we're in real life. used to talking to people, right? But yeah. actually forming like, collection of like people that you kind of know as fellow artists that are like your contemporaries, you know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of an interesting thing. You know, you're used to your artistic contemporaries being around your neighborhood, right? Well, now like, your artistic a, contemporaries uh, are starting to be all across the world. I think that's world. just
0: a modern phenomena, you no? Know?
1: Well it's the first time really. Right. Be, you know, it's the first time. We very true. We don't,
2: know, we don't know any difference.
1: So, I remember when that well, Postal Service album came
2: out
0: and we were like,
1: oh, they sent each other
0: the discs back and forth, and it's like, well, yeah, that's par for the course now, except <laughs> yeah, digital files. True.
1: But yeah. like, that's kind of interesting. that like, you start airlines, and now people are buying that record from all over the world. Somehow, right? Yeah. And now, you, you know, when you know, then, you know, do you, do you remember kind of being an interesting thing? I mean, back when we used to Facebook, and now, like, you're getting friend requests from artists who are in the who are contemporaries of yours who are in the same sort of like musical space, right? And like, yeah, you're kind yeah. of like figuring out who your people are. That was kind of an interesting thing to me at the time was like, you know, people yeah. are making music all over the world, but I'm like finding my people and that's who I'm like friend requesting right. and stuff.
2: Yeah. Like that, that was cool because like I said, there wasn't, um, we didn't have that scene on the ground. So, um, yeah, it, it helps, you know, we're all sort of from English speaking countries, So you could sort of, you know talk to each other yeah. off the bat um that's a very good really point. point we can you know it'd be tough with with a language barrier but uh uh yeah i mean like when I, yeah, it's funny when when we met you know in real life uh like it felt like we'd already hung out before in yeah. person <laughs> even though we had we just started talk. you know like it was we knew each other already sort of yeah. thing um that, that was weird but how, how cool is that like it's so yeah, weird. It's,
1: but it's, fascinating. it's like you,
2: I see every day, sort of thing. You know, I see, you came yeah, into the exactly. show. Like, hey, Chris.
1: You yeah. Know, it's, yeah. And we start. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's 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 weird, but that's that's the way of the world now. It's
2: gonna that's it's gonna be for a lot of people.
1: Do you remember that Facebook group Chillwave, Glowfy Hypnotic, Pop? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Shout out,
1: yeah. Mister Nonsense. So that yeah. was like, honestly, that was like that. That was the first guy to really start posting everybody together. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, um,
2: that was Matteo yeah. from Italy, wasn't it?
1: Matteo, Mr. Yeah, no,
2: yeah. sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember these monthly or whatever they were, bi monthly uh, little compilations on Tumblr and, and all that that we used yeah. just submit to. So those guys like that that brought us all together.
1: That's what I've been saying. Yeah, like, I remember. I checked for I years, those hoping people's...
0: Symposium Volume Two would drop, and it never did. No, it Never
1: did. The Symposium Volume One was the only like original comp with everybody with yeah. like me yeah. and, and and Lee and and I believe I have, like all, a
0: lot. of Yeah, other the people two of y'all on y- were on there, like, and a lot, lot of
1: good, lot of other people. Even, uh... of George is on there. <laughs> Ryan's on there. The like art was
2: done by um the art was Andrew from Stratford. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, Andrew the Walker website.
1: did the art for it. Yeah. And Andrew of course who's Stratford, runs Stratford Court, and I believe yeah. he had an act called Walkie Talkie at the time, and he lot yeah, yeah, yeah. on that as well. Andrew, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, sorry. Yeah. I think everyone was on that.
1: So that was kind of interesting, not only just bringing together like yeah like artists, but also like like some people who, like that was kind of I would say that that's like some of the shit that really started the logarithm, in my opinion, was yeah, like people like him posting everybody's music video, YouTube videos. Cause remember what you do, you just make your own music videos and you just put yeah. it on YouTube video. You know, that was like the thing. I remember doing that because I'm like, cause blogs were a thing at the time and like-
2: Yeah, blog wave, like, man.
1: Mm-hmm. Blog wave, man. And like, that was the thing. Blogs were a thing at the time. So it's like, I could, you would maybe more, get more likely to have them post your new song. If you had a song and you made a YouTube video where you cut up like commercials and oh, like yeah. footage together, right? Like, yeah, like yeah. it just gave you another chance to maybe have them post you. Cause you had a video too. Yeah, now exactly. you need to have
0: subway runner on it.
1: Well now nobody does videos anymore. So like no,
0: no it's all about
2: streaming now
1: Yeah, but like that was like how you get like that was nice the blogs too Because it's like it was really cool. It's like someone's gonna take time out of their day to like write about me. That's pretty cool
2: yeah, That was um That was almost like the biggest compliment when someone actually sat down listened to it thoroughly and then wrote good or bad that that took the time to you know Appreciate what you've done, um and yeah, was sad when the blog thing sort of ended. And Tumblr sort of oh, dude, started yeah, and all that. I, I, um, I like
1: saved any blog that wrote about me. Like I tried to like save all that stuff, and like I had a for,
0: domain like, and everything, and had to give it up. So cause... like
1: it, it was, it was good. Co- I still have a lot of good Oops. copy, like from, from like from the, all the blogs and stuff.
2: Yeah, I'm still friends with a lot of them. Like, I haven't spoken to them, but they're still on my Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Uh, I don't sure. think any, any of them are doing uh, any blog stuff anymore, obviously. No, they're but... all grown up now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. we are all, all grown up now, man. That's crazy, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Let me
0: get another chat question out really right. quick. Sell I it, it on Dream questions. Suite. We've been sitting on this one for like 20 minutes, but Wants oh, okay, to know good, if there's a particular artist or song that you would sample if you felt more comfortable using sampling.
2: Uh, hmm, Jeez, put me on spot there. Um, true, that's what we do. I don't know, uh, maybe like, um, maybe a guitar part, an obscure guitar part from Hendrix or something. Um, um okay, that's it. See what I could do with that. Uh, because none of that stuff was played. You know, to clicks or anything. So you'd have to sit there and warp it, or yeah, warp the rest point. of your stuff too. Because that is just to turn up in the band room, count each other, re-tune to whatever guitar was in there, and so everything's out of tune and out of time. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to try and do something with that. Um, maybe I'll try it. I'll try it. That
0: that would be that would make for some really fascinating sample material.
2: Yeah, I mean. Everyone sort of seems to sample, you know, from certain genres and decades. Maybe to try something. Um, maybe there's a reason they don't sample that stuff. Maybe it just doesn't sound good. I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, we'll ocean see.
0: grunge sounded pretty terrible.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all subjective. I mean, maybe we're not ready true. for it.
0: Very good point. It is. It mm. is. We can fight and argue all day long, but it's all subjective, right? Hmm. See. Run up the questions in chat, y'all. We got uh, we got this man for another hour and ten, and I know Skelly will continue firing off the good ones if you guys don't.
1: Okay, so... um. Okay, so anyway, let's get back to this then. So, you know, now, did, did you feel like you were part of, particularly in the, in the early 2010s, did you feel like you were part of some kind of, like, thing that was going on? Because you saw, you know you we we were keeping track of what other artists were doing, whether that be like George or myself or somebody else. Like, did you feel like, or Mar, you know, like Mark Redito or something like that? Did you feel like you were a part of like something happening?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, you know, that was the most I've been hit up for like collaborations and stuff at that time. So you have know, some sort of validation with that, that people were interested in, in sort of what you were doing. Um, so definitely, uh, that was a lot of fun back then. Um and I didn't feel like it was um no one was gatekeeping anything or anything. Or it was no. sort of just no. rolling on. Um yeah. you know, a lot of the people that like we said, you know, we're all still sort of in contact today. So um I think time like what is twenty twenty three, man. So ten years and, and we're still all mm-hmm. talking. So I think you can say yes, like we all felt like, we were part of um, of that particular movement and scene at the time. Mm-hmm. It's the test of time.
1: It's interesting, right? Yeah. yeah it's so crazy. It was so interesting. Um, and, you know, I feel like it wasn't quite as... uh wasn't very codified either. Like, it was everybody no. doing something a little bit different around each other. You know?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone came... I, I reckon...
1: If you asked uh, most of us at
2: that time, we all came from genres that weren't even close to what Chill Wave and Vaporwave ended up being. I mean, like, I, I I played guitar, so I was playing like grunge and indie stuff and, and whatever. Right. Um, I never thought, I remember in, in a band I was in, the singer wanted to bring a synth in. I was like, oh, I, fuck that. Yeah, man, I was kind of curious what made band. you want to
0: start bringing those in. That's and true. Actually,
1: yeah. What made you decide to get into It's not really synths? the
0: lead instrument in most Hawaii 94 music, but it's still there.
1: Okay. Well, so that's another thing, Tim. Let's get into that. When did you start getting into synths? What made you decide to start doing that? And you, oh, it's on that's to today. Yeah.
2: In that same band, it was called Fire, Fire, an indie band ages ago. Yeah. Um, we, When we split up, it reversed because I was trying to push it more electronic. And the singer who brought the synth thing was like, No, nah, I didn't want, I didn't mean for, for it to get to that point. I just wanted to, to have a little bit where a guitar band yeah. and it sort of fell apart. And I've always had like an interest in in music technology. So, um, you know, from those little recording things I had, guitar pedals, and then I thought is a, you know, natural sort of progression. Um, and. It was to get sounds out. I couldn't get out of guitar. So, Yeah. Um, I don't know. Some songs, like, I always sort of have a a rule for myself where I make sure there's a guitar track in every song I, I make just out of, like, sort of discipline for where I come from. But, um, yeah, man, like, uh, I love synths now. Like, they're just so versatile. Um, you know, I can't really play piano, but, yeah, you know, I can tinkle around or whatever um but yeah the, i just thought that was a, a cool thing to introduce plus you know recording at home in a bedroom you can't have your amp blasting yeah, you know, at 2am while your parents are asleep or whatever so very good point uh, you can plug in headphones um and it sounds way better than a di guitar into your interface which sounds like rubbish so um yeah that was another thing i was able to track like in the middle of the night and stuff and uh, you know, sometimes you come up with the best stuff when you're close to sleep and, and you know, forcing yourself to Oh, yeah, to very good point. And, when you're, like, you half asleep. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it's the, most productive sometimes.
0: The walls of, of judgment kind of get lowered. The things that you would yeah. overthink, you don't overthink anymore.
2: That's a bit muse. Like, sometimes you get up the next day and... And you listen to it and you're like, fuck, man. I just wasted like three hours. <laughs> Real shit. That rubbish. And, I don't yeah, make and, and, other times, Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, but, yeah, like since, man, I got the uh, got the Alpha Juno there. Nice. um I'd love to buy more, but I just don't have the space. I like, got so much stuff sort of here that, you know, you, you buy it with the intentions to use it. And then, like, you don't end up using it. You end up using it. I end up using soft synths a lot just out of convenience because I can't be
0: right. They don't take up any
2: space. Getting that. Yeah, yeah that's you it. You don't have to deal that's with faulty so,
0: connections. They don't break. Yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. So, um, there was definitely a lot of sync on the Y94 stuff. Just, you know, to get that sort of... Um, I-, I wanted that different texture. I didn't want to lay out. Yeah. Lead guitar over rhythm guitar all the time, or I, I thought that it sort of sat better um, and gave it, a, a, you know, contrast, a good contrast to have. Sometimes I used to run the guitar through the synth, um, the core oh, ms 20 cool. I used to run it through that, um, and that would give it like a. It was weird. It sounded like it sounded like synth, but with the expression of a guitar. So um, oh, that's cool as fuck. I used to do that a lot. Yeah. So there's a song called Drifting. Uh, if you listen to the guitar solo and that, that's through the um, MS-20. You said drifting. Um, yeah, yeah. Hawaii you know. track. Um, Do your thing, Lux.
0: Lux links everything that anyone ever mentions <laughs> ever. So there will be a link in seconds. Uh, cool, cool. And that gives me a second to address Pacific Plaza's fantastic question. Wants to know if you or surfing played any SPF 420s or attended them.
1: I actually no. made Lee go to the first SPF 420. Are you serious? Night, no way. Messaging him and I said, look, they're doing lives. They're doing shows based on this stuff. You should go in. You know, like yeah, yeah. I actually what? messaged you and told you to go into the yeah. chat for an SPF 420. Unreal. I remember.
2: Yeah, I've been in the chat for one.
0: Um,
1: no, we never played at one. Do you, um, you
0: remember who performed that night, you guys?
1: I don't remember, but I just knew it was going like, like, You like, gotta like, see what they're doing. That was that was like, 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 they know, we, they know who we are and stuff here. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, that was a
0: while
2: ago
1: i loved
0: spf 420 rest in peace
2: yeah no no no. we we didn't get to play it unfortunately no damn
0: uh strip silence with a banger of a question that we regularly ask in your opinion what is the order of priority in a project art track names music
2: uh music uh track names very cool
0: do you put a lot of do you put put a lot of thought in your track names or
2: not particularly no yeah. uh, <laughs> it, it, even with even with lyrics like sometimes they they are what that like for me the melody is the most important so sometimes right. I'll have lyrics that I don't really they don't mean anything or whatever but they fit the melody I want so mm-hmm. um, not all the time like sometimes songs are about you know a certain thing but. Uh, other times, like, I don't want to sacrifice that melody, so whatever fits there, goes in.
0: Very cool. I respect
1: that. I'm gonna grab
0: another drink, boys. I'll be right back.
1: All right, so, I have a question. So, what is, what does music do for you, exactly? Why do you like to make music? Do you get satisfaction out of it? Do you get the creative outlet out of it? Do you think you could, you could not do it? No,
2: I think I'll always do it. Um, actually would say I spend way more time creating it than I do listening to it. Um, and the the older I get, for whatever reason, I, I sort of listen to music less and less, which it, it's not great, but I'd just rather spend that time making it. I yeah, Sometimes I'll just sit here and I won't even be recording. I'll just be playing, you know, like um, just more like cathartic um Oh yeah. For me, it's it's the doing of it, not so much the um, listening to it. Um, if I listen to music, I've got to be like driving. Um, that's when I do most of my my listening to stuff. Um, otherwise, you know, like if I'm watching TV, I'm just sitting there with a the guitar, just playing whatever. Um, sometimes that's where a lot of song ideas come from, just while I am sitting there, just messing around not specifically sitting down to say I'm going to write a song right now or anything, but, you know, I'm just watching TV or whatever with the guitar and then come up with something, quickly grab the phone out, uh, re- record it, and then bring it into the studio area um, whenever I get the chance. But uh, I'll definitely always keep playing it. Another thing that um, I just like collecting gear, so, you know, I'll buy Random guitar pedals and stuff, and that that always keeps me a little bit motivated as well to um, buying new gear. Um, that's what I. That's my guilty pleasure. I blow money on that. Um, as long as you have yeah, space, def- right? Yeah, I've had to pack some of it up, but um, definitely, like, yeah, you know, I, I, anything I buy, I don't sell. I just keep it, even if, even if I don't use it. It's just like that- that's my. Uh, that's my thing that, that I go to. yeah.
0: Very cool.
1: Hmm. Do you find it's tougher to, you know, find the time to make music now or do you always find the time to make it?
2: No, I've got plenty of time to, to make it. Um, it's more... When you do have the time, um, sometimes you've still got to be in the mood, so...
1: That's the hard part, right? You yeah, know, yeah, like, you,
2: sometimes you sit down and you just know, like, you're wasting your time and I've got better at working out when that is so within five minutes I'm like nah fuck this I'm gonna go do something else so you don't push
0: through the writer's
2: block you go do something else no not really yeah I I don't know look sometimes you can feel you're close to coming up with fixing something up but other times just like fuck I'm just not feeling this so just go and do whatever um you know Right, writers' block's tough. Like, yeah, you do need to push through it sometimes. Don't get me wrong, but, um, uh, yeah, other times, man, especially like if you're working a day job and stuff, and you're already fried from sitting at a computer oh, or, or whatever. Um, you know, it doesn't help to sit down at the computer again and and just hammer yourself and ruin. You know, often you ruin and you got, yeah, often you're already pounded thin. Yeah. Yeah, you can ruin the tracks you've already got halfway through and and set yourself backwards. So um I mean like Chris, I d I don't know, how you, you have an intense job, so I don't know what your process is like. Do you push through it or you you saw Oh of...
1: boy. Um it depends. It's once i if I can not uh, writing the song is tough. Like once you get a little bit of it done, like you have like the skeleton of it done, then you can kind of just it's so much easier than you're just going and you kind of like Adding things here, taking away things there, like getting the first few bars done and setting up the tone of the song is the hard part, and that you can't force really, in my opinion. Yeah, you gotta get the tone. tone. Uh, Once you get the tone, then it's there; it's in the file, and you can kind of go back to it every day for a few minutes and do a little few things to it here and there.
0: Oh my god! Luck said, "Once you get the skeleton done, then you can apply the lipstick."
1: That's really good. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's like once you once you get like once you have the tone and the theme going on. In the in the in the piece, then you can yeah. always keep going back to it. You can add stuff. You can subtract things. You can tweak the different parameters of things. You can change the tension of parts in it. You know what I mean? It's getting actual. Yeah, right.
2: What? Well, one thing I've learned is you can't use production and tricks to cover up for for a bad song. You no. need oh to yeah, have good that point. You know that basis down of a good song that can be covered in any genre essentially, and then you can then produce it. However, you want. That's yes, a very good
1: exactly. point. Like I, I, yeah. So I think that like one, I don't think you can like force. I don't. I don't. I could never like work through like just work through the the writer's block for for the start of it to get the tone and the idea, but it should be down first. But I could. Well, I, I feel like it's like once it's there though, then you can you could just go back to it and be doing things. You don't have to be too inspired you can be inspired just by listening to what you wrote now at that point at that point like you can yeah. go back to it and listen to it you could be inspired by the fact that hey i came up with something interesting oh cool and then like i can now yeah can keep doing things to it now like well it's you part gotta done it.
2: you got to call it finished at some point otherwise you know you could keep yeah that's and... the so hard how do you decide
0: when it's finished it. i've always wanted to know, know this that's the hard part
2: is um it? Part. how do we decide when it's finished uh for me because for the solo stuff because like, I'm not a great singer yeah. I call it finished when, when I'm happy with my vocals that's when that's when I call it finished
0: you have so many singable uh, songs bud but alright
2: right, I'll I'm take it I'm not really a singer but you know like I, I sing because I have to sort of think but yeah um, <laughs>
1: I understand that yeah.
2: yeah you know what I mean so that half the battle is like get getting your voice to sound I mean you're always harsher on, on your own voice but I don't know man like sometimes i put stuff out that i just can't listen to anymore because i'm like fuck, that just makes me cringe um (laughs) every time i hear it it, put it
0: on the b-sides album or the the patreon
2: yeah yeah you could do that yeah for sure but when it's on an actual release and you're like fuck, man i just i I blew that that's because
1: you're so hard on yourself yeah yeah yeah, for sure like i'm thinking in my head
0: several songs that just rip
2: yeah yeah, you, know, you, you could ask. Any that's artist, why you really. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, half the problems aren't really there. Yeah, like, you no know, a uh, surfing track. We just uh, actually the next single that's coming out in two weeks. Um, the guitar hard beat at the end, like, yeah, I think on the second, I think it's coming out. Um, yeah, on the second there'll be a new surfing track. Very cool. Um, you heard it on Hot Takes. Yeah, that's. Uh, wow. The guitar solo, at the end, I did like 170 takes, literally. Um, and was, there was probably nothing wrong with a bunch of them, but between getting like the right tone, the right pedal, then the right take, then I changed my mind. Uh, like it just, it took me like two weeks. But in the end, I'm glad I pushed through that because I got yeah. something that I was actually hearing in my head to translate out onto the track. Um and yeah like i swapped guitars i swapped pedals changed yeah anyway i got there in the end but um yeah like i just i thought fuck, man i put this much effort in i gotta like at least push through it now and get you it You can't do like a lazy
0: finish yeah i don't make no. music but no. like if i do a dj set that was lazy and sloppy i'm gonna think about that every time i listen to it again and yeah exactly you just there, gotta there see it through like,
2: yeah, even in deep fantasy, I think it's um, I think it's sky high. Like that, that was one. a that was a demo guitar. That was just that that's not good. I hate listening to that. Um,
0: oh no way! I love that track. But, I think I yeah, literally so, used it in a set. If we're being real,
2: yeah, like it's not good, man. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, man. the guitar, the guitar part. Anyway, um, how funny. But, well, like I, I don't like listening to it, but um, yeah, like yeah, it's uh the thing is now with the digital stuff look like it's there to hear all over the internet forever until until it'll dry right. out or something so you you want to be happy with it when you when you put it out
1: yeah i think that's good advice to people too is like sometimes people rush to release something or rush to get like something mm-hmm. out particularly when they first start and it's like you yeah. probably should just sit with it for a minute <laughs> because like once you start yeah, that's it. it's out there like you, know, yeah. you can take your time it's all right i mean
0: you could do like a remaster several years later or whatever yeah but and the songs sound totally different.
2: Yeah, well, sometimes you won't learn the lesson unless you make that mistake. Okay. That's a good point. Um, you know, That's so there's right. no if there was a formula, we'd all be doing it and and all be you know commercial successes. But there's not, so you, know, you just got to put it out there and, and deal with it.
0: We got a couple chat questions. Lux with uh, a Twin really Pines good one. Mall's in the chat right yeah, now. Yeah, Twins Pines way, just Please. asked a question, so I need to get on uh, this. Uh, yeah, Lux please. wants to know who or what are your current favorite artists or groups? What's been hitting lately?
2: Uh, lately, um, I know a mortal Orchestra for sure. Nice. Um, what else at the moment?
0: Did you hear the Baltra mm-hmm. remix of Honeybee?
2: No. no, no, I haven't heard that. Do you
0: like house music at all, or not really?
2: Uh, I don't mind it. It's not. It's, it's, not my, it's like, really poignant, gun, man.
0: I'll send it to you sometime.
2: Yeah, yeah, send it over. Um, yeah, there's a guy called, uh, Daskope, T-A-S-K-O-P-E. I think he's, uh, he's a, Br- yeah, he's a Brazilian dude. Um, uh, sort of psychedelic stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I was trying to think at the moment. Um. I haven't really been listening to that much at because mm. I'm in a heavy sort of writing phase and I try not to... If mm. I start listening to too much new stuff, then I start trying to implement too many things that are taking away from what I set out to do. Um, so...
1: That's interesting. What you mentioned right there is the idea of like sometimes when you're in a writing phase, if you listen to too many new things, it might excite you and make you want to do it, and then you might lose focus on what attention was in the first place. Yeah, I mean that's. I didn't think about that, but you're right. That happens to me as well.
2: It sounds counterintuitive to say I don't want to listen to stuff to get influenced by, but you know, I I made a decision to you know write a few songs in X style. And I need to see that through sort of thing. Like, and, and, you know, I can always add stuff later, like we were talking about before. But, um, yeah, like, I need to be focused because I just go off on fucking tangents all the time. That's why it takes so long for for me to put stuff out because I'll have, like, you know, 30 sessions for one album. And sometimes for the one song, I'll have four versions of that song. Um, Ooh. Because I, I listen to stuff and then... Deep cuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with, with uh, hang, I hope you hang on to those
0: alternate versions.
2: No, I, I keep everything for sure, but Good. um, like yeah, I just it just wastes so much time, man. Like, yeah, you know, it's it, it's bad for me. It might work for other people listening to new stuff constantly, but for me, um, no, I, I can't do it while I'm writing.
0: That makes perfect sense, quite
2: frankly. Yeah, generally so a lot of sort of uh, psych stuff at the moment. I've been listening to.
0: We actually got a lot of questions in chat relating to your current projects and setup, Twin Pines Mall. Yeah. Thank you for joining us tonight. They asked, "Do you have any big plans for your Sky Raider project after the new album drops this year? Are you going to play some uh, live
2: shows?" No, I doubt it, man. It, I, I'm just going to put out track one track at a time. Let's try and uh, build a little bit of um, a following for it. Um, uh-huh. um, but that—that's like that's not vape wave or chill wave or anything that's that's going to be like a psychedelic sort of going back to where, where i started music um yeah. so like, i'm playing all the drums on that album um, sick all my stuff back there um tracking it all you know oh, damn you see it no, Sky Raider
0: hq literally
2: yeah that that one's like no no di stuff all through ants and and um hardware so i've got like a two-track tape machine over there like the polar um,
0: opposite of neo clone yeah, exactly. No, no Final uh, that, Fantasy
2: flips. <laughs> nah, that's that's one thing I've sampled there. Yeah, um, that, that shit's slapped. Anyways, Uh oh, thanks, man. Um, yeah, so that that one's going to be all all live stuff. Um, but yeah, man, like as far as playing shows, like I've got to find like at least four other dudes to do it with. Um, it's it's just not worth the time and effort really because there's no money to. Buy. It'll cost me money to actually right. do that. So um no it's just a studio project um that i'll just be putting songs out probably monthly or bi-monthly at this point yeah
0: gotcha uh we're excited to see what's going on especially with that new upcoming album man um considering it's so like like analog and kind of kind of i wouldn't say acoustic but like you know non-electronic pacific plaza would like to know what your guitar and amp setup is currently and if you have any favorite uh, pedals amps or guitar sounds you could share with us
2: you can see that the yeah that's a um yeah yeah we a do see old japanese brand called gaia tone um there's a guy in melbourne that buys a bunch of their stuff uh, from japan and um and fixes it all up yeah g-u-y-a-t-o-n-e oh, nice. um, Tone. thanks
0: so goodness. that
2: that amp was used on um on the last Hawaii 94 album and all the the latest surfing stuff um guitars I'll probably show you so i've got Ooh, a very mustang cool mustang there a jag there fender jazz bass there and then uh that's a tally and the strap on the back um an acoustic guitar uh there's a ukulele on the ground what we see um like it was over there. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's what I'm rolling. You know, I'm a big fender man. I've um, <laughs> uh, got a Roland spacer little down there. I don't know if you can see it. There's a tape machine, you oh, press a nice. uh, channel strip, all that stuff. So yeah, I'm slowly and a Beatles uh, stepping up Yeah, yeah, I've had that for a while. Finally, hung that one up. Yeah, iconic. Yeah, i'm rolling with the fender stuff man um and for pedals i've got i've got um I've got a few analog man uh buzzes and overdrives he's a he's a guy that's based in the states that um builds and customizes his own pedals i think he built hendrix's fuzz pedal nice. one of them um okay. and yeah, i have got like an old uh an og rolling close pedal there um that needs its own power supply. Uh I've got an original DS one um range, uh distortion pedal that's uh like what Nirvana we using on bleach and stuff like that. Hmm. Um Yeah, some phases, wires, um yeah, electro lit- harmonic stuff, J H S another brand. Um so yeah, yeah, got to, that, that's Hell what I'm yeah. going to do that at the moment.
0: Yeah, P- people in chat are drowning in um, yeah. uh, equipment questions. Yeah, so yeah. if I could uh, knock a few of those out really quick, um, Video Drum wants to know what type of Pearl kit you have, and Pacific Plaza wants to know how long your reverb wish list or feed is.
2: <laughs> All right, uh, so the Pearl is just a it's just an entry level one. Um, I think it's Pearl Export Series. Um, so I was originally wanted a Ludwig one because I wanted to drum like Ringo, but um, mm-hmm. nice during, during uh, COVID, yeah, it was in Australia, so I had, to, I had to get the Pearl one. Um, it actually doesn't sound too bad, so I uh, a couple of the surfing tracks that will be coming out. Um, I track drums on it, and uh, both the Sky, Sky Raider track, uh, tracks that came out and are coming out on Friday uh, have that kit on it. Um, it actually doesn't sound too bad um, so I'm pretty happy with that um, and then the the reverb which list, list oh man uh, yeah I can blow a lot of money on, on, uh, on that side I'm actually uh, going to Tokyo next week so
1: whoa uh, Sick. oh man oh yeah you're
2: much closer than we are yeah so I've been looking up fun. all these uh, all these music shops there that sell like second hand um, or so refurb cool. refurb drum machines fx racks nice. whatever i'm trying try and buy some stuff there so if anyone's got any tokyo recommendations send them through oh dude
0: it's it's still so wild to me how close you guys are to japan and a couple of we're we'll still, like,
2: we'll still two... 10 hours away it's, oh, it's still quite flight. the flight right <laughs> yeah we're not close to
0: anything <laughs> close to true um really quick um one more uh, one more um, equipment question. Ognos wants to know how often you use space ache, space echo, and is it is it as loud as people say that it is?
2: Um, mine just broke, unfortunately, so oh, I have damn, to go and get it blows. fixed. But um, uh, no, it's not it's not overly loud. You can I mean, if you crank it, it will start to disturb. Um, but no, you, you sort of I try and keep it um, below zero on the VU meter, so it's not peaking. Um, right. I would say it's it's one of the more subtle delay sounds. Um definitely not overbearing or or too loud. So maybe if maybe there's either something wrong with mine or the one he used might be uh have something wrong with no, it. I'm it not could sure. Be. Listening yeah, to too, too much, much subtle. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can never listen to too much of that.
0: No, sir. Um Lux wanted to know a while back. I don't know if she asked this in jest or, or, or serious, but I'd like to know what are some of your favorite vaporwave artists?
2: Uh, oh, she's one of them for starters, right? Um, and I look, I, I would say the OG guys, man, like One O Tricks and, and Jimmy Ferraro. Um, oh yeah.
0: Do you? What are your favorite one O Tricks albums, or do you have any favorite like tracks?
2: Um, oh that, uh, the album "Soft Replica," yeah. Um. Is that the replica? Name of the album? Was that the name of the track? Yeah, Soft replica, replica yeah. is the name um, of
0: an artist. Um, a really good one at that. A, but yeah, replica, sorry. Is, yeah. Uh, replica, yeah. No, you yeah. um, definitely one, check out uh, both. Everybody,
2: uh, I got to see one of the tricks uh, live here actually. Uh, so that was pretty, pretty cool. That that um, is really cool. During which album? Probably was replica. Oh, I think uh, I, This would be like. I want to say it was about. Twelve years ago, maybe. Unreal. Um, That's fucking. Cool. Well, it was a, I don't know. It was I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Um. Uh, I like 18 Carat Affair. Um. Yeah. we're both stuff, huge fans. I, I wouldn't call it pure vaporwave. Um, no. Personally, but uh, yeah, 18 Character Affair
1: is cool. Yeah, I love um, Dennis. We've had him on before.
2: Yeah,
0: and and Chris yeah. and I yeah. got to um, play a show. Last October, and he came to our show. There's a picture of the three of us together. Yeah, he's that oh, nice. It was yeah, so fun to dude. play
2: with him um, before Electronic on at uh, at the mm-hmm. show in New York. Um, yeah, I'm so, so jealous. That was, that was cool. Yeah, I remember um,
1: that. I, I handled your merch table for that show.
2: You did, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, look, oh, look, there's a lot of good stuff in the scene. Um, yeah. Man, I'm probably like. See, like you say, for me, vaporwave is still the the answer. I would call you know, like well, myself everything you said is absolute chillwave. So the, the, the um, scene,
1: your style is the scene of that time period.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say those those guys for vaporwave definitely very cool. Uh, Chris,
0: did you want to get a question in really quick? I caught up on, on chat questions while you were away.
1: Okay. Uh oh, let me, let me think here now. Um. Hmm.
0: I can get one really quick while you think if you want. Get one in really quick and I'm going to pick up one. I I just recently rewrote my prompts thanks to a lot of people that helped out in the Discord server. Shout out you guys. How do you organize your work and life, like work-life balance?
2: Um, Well, Post-COVID in Australia, a lot of us work from home. So technically I'm working at the moment. i'll just go check those emails later when i'm done with this so <laughs> yeah. that's how I, I look as long as the work gets done no one really bothers you um that's good so are making you install
0: webcams yeah, go. that's good
2: Ah, oh, look they're on there but no one checks like it's all good um <laughs> yeah so you know like i'll get up and walk the dog i'll check emails then i'll do some music stuff you know I'm still renovating my house so i have to Fit all that in oh yeah um, I remember seeing and, that yeah yeah so I'm up to the outside now so that's all where dependent nice. but um, yeah so yeah, I can sort of get stuff done as, as I need to um, yeah, it's good as well like being stuck at home all the time um, you know it can be bad having too much time to work on, right. on music stuff so uh, believe it or not having a job is actually probably probably uh, a good thing are we
0: are we allowed to ask what what two field questions. you work in?
2: Oh, I man, it's just in, uh, insurance. Nothing insurance. exciting. So. Gotcha. You can ask questions about that if you want, but...
0: <laughs> no, no, no. So I'm sure Skelly's got a it's way better right. question.
1: Well, two <laughs> questions. First question is just basically, what are you most grateful to being involved in the vaporwave scene for?
2: Grateful. Uh... <clears throat> right, cool. Um. I like the fact that uh, I've, I've made probably some lifelong friends. Um, and You know, because one day, you know, we'll all probably won't have time to be making music or, or doing all this stuff as much as we like. So, uh, you know, I'm glad to, I'm proud to be able to say, like, we're all part of this scene and whether this scene continues or phases out one day or becomes a footnote somewhere or whatever um, you know we were there to live it and um, it's probably like the first proper internet cult, uh, genre of music I would say so like we were we were there yeah Yeah, you know and who knows what the internet will be in 50 years or, or whatever like you know, uh, we don't know so uh, we were there first and <laughs> Uh, I suppose we can say that.
1: That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah,
2: yeah. What about I'm you? What's sure. sure? What are you grateful uh, for? That
1: that's I exactly like I always, you know, my entire life I was studying movements and important cultural you know, underground movements and and things like that, and I always wanted to be a part of one, and I knew yeah. it was, like I was a fi- find it one one day, and the <laughs> way it turned out to be that for me, and, like, I got yeah. and I knew it, I knew it would be that. Did you because, expect like, it to I be it was- so
0: decentralized?
1: Decentralized, like like well, no record
0: labels, you know. Well, I mean, there's labels, what, but what? you know.
1: No, I expected it to be centralized, as in, like I expected it to form around groups of people and form around groups of labels and people to know each other and for them to go out from there. I guess to decentralize that from there. How but I knew you? that this was there was a lot of music that people were putting on Bandcamp at the time, a lot of stuff, right? People were were just starting to do that, but I could tell that these this is where the interesting things were happening. Mm-hmm. Like when I was met, when I was approached by like Lee and Penny about airlines, like, well, I had looked at some other like labels, like in my own city of Philadelphia uh-huh. or around. And like, when I got approached by them and I clicked on, let's see their music, Bewilderbeast music, I said, oh, wow, this is where interesting things are happening. Shout out is Bewilderbeast. These, and I'm like, I definitely want to be a part of this. Cause this is, this is where the interesting stuff is happening. This is where people are doing something different. And, and strong and like yeah that's where I want, I'm like I want to be associated with this and that sort of lo and behold you know that's what this is now right, it became a thing you know and I thought it might and I'm like I'm this, I, I thought I was identifying the people who might be the you know you know, things in this scene like whether that be Lux or them or George or Ryan or all those people right um, and identified that might be this is where it was this is where it's at and yeah I actually am not surprised I figured this would happen
0: I just remember finding (laughs) so much good material and being like astonished that it was unreleased. Well, not unreleased. It wasn't like released via a label. It was all self-released. That's the phrase I'm looking for, like finding 18 Karat Affair, and just like everybody else in the early 2010s, being like, "Damn, this will just like put this out. Like, it's not on a record label. Like, this is really
1: good." So, I guess my next question actually is. Uh, Leroy, you've been in a relationship for a very
2: long time. Yeah, long time, yeah. What's the yeah, secret? few years? What's the uh, secret? The, the secret is we've both always kept busy and done our own thing. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's simple, like uh, you know, I need my I need my alone time, and uh, she has her own hobbies as well, and um, you know, she's got her own job. Uh, you know we have our own friends um and you know we've got obviously got mutual friends and interests but it's important i think to to not lose your identity once you enter a relationship and have the like the relationship be your your identity if you know what i mean like it's real shit. you're still you um so like she you know she's great she um audrey uh you know doesn't stop me from doing anything. But I have to travel for music or whatever, you know. Like the, you know. She travels for work. Um, we just, you know, you got to trust each other and and um, and support each other, and 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 that's you know that's the key, I reckon. Real shit. All right, good advice. Yeah, you, know, you can't you can't be clamping down on your partner and so say you can't do this, you can't do that. Or, you know, and that, that's not healthy. So, um, yeah, it's got to be a mutual sort of partnership
0: wise words you guys do look right. happy
2: good, good, good advice very, very, very happy very happy
0: um not to pivot too too hard Roj corp has a good question i uh, wants to know if there's plans for more u.s surfing shows in the near future
2: uh that's a okay. wait and see we'll see what happens um look things haven't recovered if you get around post-COVID, uh financially here so like uh, flights and and shit are just out of control. Uh, yeah. Like more than double what they were pre-COVID. So they,
0: they're pretty rough um, here. I mean, it's not the same situation, but fucking everybody's getting squeezed for sure. Yeah. I, even
2: like the intern, like I checked out internal flights um, over there uh, in the states, and and they're way way more expensive than they were as well. So, mm-hmm. um, look, I, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of water to gone to the breach before. We, um, we'd um, we love to, but yeah, we'll see. Very cool.
0: Well, you know, you have a lot of adoring fans. When the time comes and it's feasible, you got a friend in us out here. Yeah.
2: Well, you guys can all come out here for a holiday.
1: You know, that was the thought. I, I, I was gonna, I'm going to come out there at some Let's point probably relatively soon. Oh. I'm going to, within this year, I think I'm going to head out there again.
2: Yeah, and you get like a dollar
1: a yeah, you've been? Oh, a long time ago. Like when I
0: was oh, like man, I would love to go check it out. And New Zealand. Yeah.
2: come but, out man it's only a uh 20-hour flight from where you are so right
0: yeah i imagine that was very very enjoyable sarcasm implied
2: yeah no it's it's not great man what
0: is a no, I was, no. sorry didn't mean to what cut is, you off huh? no no what were you saying oh i was gonna shoot from the hip for a little bit and ask you some wild ones yeah uh, what is a piece of art that you think exists only for commercial or non-artistic purposes?
2: What, like the a Coca-Cola sign or something like that? A
0: Coca-Cola, <laughs> right? Is that what you
2: mean? Or yeah, sure. Um, I, I've got to, I've got to use my my um,
0: soundboard and put my flames GIF up at some point. Um, I got to get you to sl- sling some mud.
2: Well, you want me to have a go yeah. at someone?
0: No, not necessarily. <laughs> but you know, like, um, uh, look, We you yeah, make you, art you, from you, the heart. What's some art yeah. that is not from the heart?
2: Oh man, it, any top forty music, created.
0: True, just exists yeah, to just, make money. Uh, I suppose. I mean, good pop hits yeah. are
2: good, right? Oh look, it's, you know, if you listen to like Backstreet Boys songs or something, um, and Max Martin writes all those songs for like Pink and. Aiden, Backstreet Boys, mm-hmm. Minis whatever. Um, you know, he, he uses, like, the exact same drum loop in, like, five of the Backstreet Boys. There's YouTube videos on it and stuff. Um,
0: May I introduce you to like, Synthwave?
2: Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, but um, I suppose that stuff's just, like, churning out... Um, yeah, it's, it's just a money-making machine. Right. But, you know it's still people like it you yeah, know i'm not going to knock it it's not all bad but right. um, for sure you know I
0: it's say they they they're, right? they're not
2: making it from the heart they're just at the professional songwriters yeah it's that's what they do um
0: we are very interested in your taste in shoegaze because you mentioned that you were a little bit of a fan or i think i said something about space echo and shoegaze and you said you know everybody's got to love that or something like that do you have any favourite yeah. shoegaze acts?
2: Yeah, like uh, my bloody Valentine, um, uh, Jesus and Mary Chain, um, Slow Dives. Okay, I know like they're they're considered sort of like yeah you know, kings of that sort of thing, but I don't know, it just didn't resonate with me a hundred percent.
0: It has yes. come to my attention that Slow Dive actually was not as important in the canon as I thought they were. Apparently they were actually a bunch of rich kids that kind of bought their way into the scene, which I was, was very unhappy to learn because I love Slow Dive. I think it's beautiful and poignant.
2: Um, yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't sure know that either. At the moment.
0: Yeah, so somebody who's extremely knowledgeable about music told me that in a... In, admittedly, in an effort to like shit all over Slowdive, but I mean, hey, facts <laughs> is facts. Yeah, well, yeah, they're definitely yeah. a lot cleaner sounding than a lot of other acts. Yeah. in the 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 canon, LMAO. One of my teasers is playing in the background. Let me skip that. But anyways, oh hell yeah, a Lappy sure, right. track. Check it out. Anyways, I, yeah. I do think um, that the My Bloody Valentine versus Slowdive debate rages on. And you are putting another pin in the My Bloody Valentine team. It seems. Yeah,
2: yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah.
0: Any uh, any newer acts like from the two thousands or even newer that you're particularly uh, noteworthy or uh,
2: shoe or Yeah, general. Uh, uh, you know they've had some resurgences, man. Known it, to be honest of the newer ones. So if anyone can you. recommend some, well, they, they definitely
0: don't get as like popular. I mean, I think were got really big. Yeah. Uh, shit, you know, probably some some others that maybe Skelly knows, but... Well, good, man. Thank you. I mean, mm. Shoegaze, I thought I would be a shoegazer forever before I found Chillwave, um, and it was actually sold to me as a spin-off of Shoegaze, so... It's sort of easy, like, sort, of. sort of. It's a lot of similarities. I mean, Causers yeah, of this so does dynamic. not sound like Chillwave. I mean, Shoegaze.
2: But. No, but that also is sort of more on like the... Uh, the hip hop side of Chill Wave, then, you know, they, they sort of marry into each other.
0: There's some psychedelia. I mean, Toro and Moi, I feel like, is kind of more on the psychedelic side, no?
2: Depends which album This listen to, though. Very much it does. The, the, the Causes first of one, this is not. No, no, but, um, Underneath the Pine and, um, uh, Buffalo. Is it Buffalo yeah. the other album? Or no, what? What the, whatever it is, yeah. Oh, you know, man, um, honestly,
0: other than than that i've kind of fallen off yeah what do you think about like the the kind of like resurgence of chill wave you know we've got george bringing on small black and picture plane re-releasing albums we've got acts like hotel pools and a lot of the chill synth guys basically making kind of like stuff inspired by Tycho and home uh home resonance you know that sort of thing yeah Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. um Oh, man, look, at, at this point in time, I think there's room for any genre and nothing really has to die out. I mean, it might fluctuate in popularity, right. but there's always, um, you, you know, especially with Spotify and stuff, like, you know, you just click on a playlist and that uh, you might be in the mood to listen to and, and, like, you know, you don't have to be dependent on radio or mm-hmm. or whatever to, to spoon feed it to you. So um no it's it's good man i reckon every whatever you make you know there should be room for it and we finally reached that point i think i do
0: agree there's room for everyone at the table for sure lux hmm. wants to know what has been your favorite moment in your experience of working with surfing hawaii 94 Neo Clone, etc like a per- particular song show shout out that sort of thing
2: it would have to be um Playing electronic on, like, that was probably the biggest crowd that we were surfing. Um, uh, and actually, like, uh, having an actual proper, um, like, you're so used to playing at smaller venues and stuff, mm-hmm. and then at one like that, you actually had proper monor- uh, monitoring to the side and stuff like that. And um, that was really cool to actually play, like, a proper professional um set up. um right. but yeah I mean we don't do a lot of a lot of shows so like I'll be limited in what I can answer um we got to play some cool places we moved Cadillac um in Melbourne Ooh. so that was pretty cool um like a big theater here um
0: I know I caught you in LA with George and somebody else I think it was Lindsay I don't recall
2: uh, that would have yeah. been Lindsay and uh Aaron, I think, played that was show. It? Yeah, George yeah. Was, For some reason, done, like
0: man. there's this like not just like gap in my memory that night, but I remember seeing <laughs> you guys. It was very, very smoky. <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah, by design. Yeah. You guys really fucking like your smoke machines.
2: Yeah, Penny loves them, so yeah. that, that was definitely. It was vibe. cool. It was and a vibe,
0: design. very sultry.
2: Yeah, look, we need to create a vibe because there's only yeah. two of us standing there um so yeah, it, you know yeah. it's a, we we rely on on stuff like that lights and smoke and and things like that um it, it works though one thing we do want to do, do is get like a, a drummer into the live set um and try nice. and expand it, the live show where we can so that, that'll that definitely be something we're trying to do uh, going forward that would be sick mm. yeah it's difficult though because you've know, you got to like get click tracks and yeah, uh, split, split your backings so the drummer can have a click in one ear and track in another or something yeah. like that so, uh, yeah I mean if, if we were to do it as a full live thing we'd probably need like 12 people on stage so um,
0: damn it'd be like broken social scene polyphonic yeah, spree
2: uh, yeah exactly because i just dub guitars and stuff so i'd need like two other dudes playing guitar i need a bass player hawaii 94 Um,
0: surfing the post-rock experience (laughs)
2: yeah yeah that's it that's it so yeah yeah. um yeah i would say electronic con man in answer to that question was was um that was really good
0: i missed that first one man i'm jealous of you both especially the baby's all right show.
2: Yeah, that that only came up like two days before. We we yeah. just got an email from them. Um, oh, I heard and, it was great. Yeah, it was fun. That was really fun. Yeah, that, that felt a more like a show uh, we would have done in Melbourne, like a small right. venue. Yeah. Um, but that's sort of the same vibe you get here. Um, so yeah, that was that was definitely fun.
0: Twin Pines Mall wants to know if you have any musical guilty pleasures.
2: Um, guilty pleasures. uh I do, I do like commercial pop music to an extent. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I can appreciate it. Yeah, you know, like I, I think Madonna's songs are great. Oh um, yeah, for sure. For sure yeah. Uh, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it's. I wouldn't even call it a guilty pleasure, but it's probably probably something people wouldn't expect me to to enjoy. But um. Yeah, man, I can definitely appreciate some pop music, but uh, more the, the the modern pop, not so much, but the, the older stuff, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, Is there yeah, a I, single
0: I, metal song that you enjoy?
2: <laughs>
1: That's a good question, Look,
2: I, I actually like... Um, I, I, I like the instrumental metal stuff, so yeah, anybody who's yeah, a guitarist yeah. might know guys like Yngwie uh, Malmsteen. Oh, okay. um, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Steve Vai, um, Racer X. Uh, that's a lot of like proficiency. All, all that's yeah, yeah, that that stuff I, I do like. Um, I mean, I can't sit there and listen to it all day, but um, man, like I, I, definitely appreciate it and sit there and try and play it sometimes. Um, yeah, fuck it, it's fucking difficult. Um, right. Uh, uh, yeah, man. Look, I I don't, I don't hate. Metal explicitly, it's just not something well, I would.
0: You're you're a, a fan of you to. know post hardcore. You're an at the drive in fan.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, That's... man. They they're one of my favorites. Yeah,
0: yeah we've we've chatted and geeked out about them, and they're not metal, yeah. admittedly, but you know they 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 rage a little be, bit. Maybe. Yeah.
2: Um. <laughs> so actually, I found them like after they <laughs> broke up, and then um found out they were the Mars Volta. This was like in 2002 or 2003. And right. um, got to see them on their first tour in Australia. And that's probably the best show I've seen. That, oh, nice. Uh, that uh, Mars Volta set uh, at the big day out. Man, I don't know uh, what Cedric was on, but like, you know those microphones that are like the silver thick bullet things? Yeah, I think He's so. He's like swung it up in the air, threw it up, and then caught it in his mouth. I don't know how like he didn't shatter his, his teeth, but... That's unreal. He was tipping all those high notes like bang on. Um, yeah, that that was really. Um, that, that was one of the the best shows, man. I've seen. Yeah,
0: dude they they're from uh they're from a city in Texas called El Paso. Yeah, El Paso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's my st- El Paso is not my stomping grounds, but Texas is, and it's just I've I've been through El Paso a few times, and I'm like, damn, I can't believe these guys are from here.
2: Like, yeah, that's Florida town, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's uh, on the border of uh, Juarez, Mexico, Yeah. Uh, right also on the border of New Mexico. So it's very mountainous, like high desert, yeah. you know, deserts, but mountain. Yeah, yeah. Now, you said you saw the Mars Volta. Did you see at the drive-in as well? I feel like you told me you did. When
2: they, yeah, when they came out um, a couple couple years ago after they reformed, but um, they were already broken up. I um, gotcha. you. Um, so you didn't yeah. see them
0: in their heyday, but you did see
2: them. No, I was probably only about fourteen or fifteen in their heyday, anyway. So, right, um, yeah, I wasn't that Mars cool Delta when I was
0: fifteen up. for sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, look, I'm not sure if they even came to Australia at that point because um, they blew yeah. up on that on relationship of command, and then they broke up pretty pretty much immediately. So, yeah, it's kind of weird um, how that happened. Yeah, we the the driving show it was good, but um, but the musicianship in the Mars Volta is definitely better than it was in to driving yeah I concur yeah.
0: Chris do you have any parting questions that you um, thought of since we last
1: any parting questions
0: I wouldn't say parting we've still got 15 to go
1: let's see here hmm. what's the hard when you write a song where do you start what do you start with do you start with the drum beat do you start with the melody do you start with an idea do you start with a, like, a guitar um, pedal what do you start with
2: uh, it just depends, man. Like like I said, you know, I sit on the couch with my uh, nylon string classical guitar and sometimes I'll come up with I- ideas on that. Um, other times I'll bought a new guitar pedal and I'll be fucking around with that and come up with something. Um, mm-hmm. Drums, drums. I feel like they they can totally dictate the genre of a song. So
1: They really can, uh, can't they? Yeah, they can.
2: So, yeah, yeah like I... I've started adding the drums last. Really? Um, yeah, because I used to add them all to get like sort of get shit happening all together.
1: Yeah.
2: But uh, I found that was leading me into it because, man, you, you know, it's like working by yourself. Sometimes you're just looping a loop, yeah, and mm-hmm. then you've got to like come up with a, bit, a second bit to, to marry up to that loop. Um, but if I have drums going, that's sort of, already dictating me towards what that next loop will be. So Mm -hmm. I leave it off now and then just work with the melodic side of stuff. Um, And then I'll add drums later. Um, I'll I'll use placeholder drums sometimes just to get a a general vibe, but it's definitely like chords or a riff that I'll I'll come up with first. Um, And then I'll try and come up with a vocal over that. And then from there, like bass and drums, um, um beyond that. Um, and then that's not to say I don't redo really after I've got everything layered. I'll often change the vocal or the guitar or something like that. So it's just an uh, an evolving sort of process. But generally, it starts um, with a guitar, or or if I'm messing around on keys and chords, yeah. Very cool. Mm.
0: Are there any misconceptions about any of your work that you've run up against that you'd like to clear up?
1: Um, no, not really. Like uh,
2: I think some people think I've read like I uh, think all the surfing samples, but uh, it's not. Um, uh, no, man. Like people can say what they want. I don't really care. Like, right. um, yeah, it doesn't phase me. Good man. Yeah.
0: Is there anything that artists do, particularly that kind of gets under your
2: skin? Um, no, anyone can do what they want, man. Like, I'm not going to yeah. tell people that can or can't. The chillest yeah. man
0: in Vaporwave.
2: <laughs> I think one thing we have to learn down here in Australia is probably to... Uh, lack of a better term like to sell ourselves you guys are really good at um promoting yourselves in america or being you know overtly uh oh man we're so understated here and like not I think trying to use with... the
0: word pushy but pushy well,
2: yeah but i think it works against us as australians like it's part of our culture to be more like reserved with that sort of stuff but yeah um America man I found like it's sort of dog eat dog to an extent where you've got to be like you guys are, you know, hungry for that sort of um Yeah, I'm generalizing, but you know, if you get in an Uber in LA and um first question is, oh, so what do you do? And everyone's trying to size you up and it's see how true. they can sort of sort of use you or whatever. Um but uh yeah, I wouldn't say it gets under undermined, but I think maybe Gets under my skin that we're not um, competing at, at that sort of because um, let's face it, like you know, like we it would be handy to make some money out of your hobby so you can yeah do that hobby full time. Yeah, like that's what we all sort of you know not to be millionaires and live in mansions or anything. If I could sustain a living off music, that'd be like you know on an average wage, I'd be wrapped with that. Like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know probably. Uh, we need to sell ourselves better in that you regard
1: likema says yeah so LA probably is the, the most extreme example of that in America also."
2: yeah yeah <laughs> no, I definitely, the, like, the... no we, we didn't get that vibe anywhere else um yeah it's just like you're hopping in ubers in the tourist areas in Hollywood and Beverly Hills and stuff like yeah mm-hmm. it is what it is but um uh no definitely not in in the other places man no, i think you're i think you're
1: right though still for the most part but l.a is definitely like that is like if you are going to get a representation of that attitude you, that's the right place for it Um <laughs> uh, man
2: like next time i'm coming to america i'm i'm flying into dallas i'm just bypassing l.a altogether because i'm i've right. had enough of it to be honest like i I'll just bypass and go somewhere else man, new York. Man. I, I love l.a York, gets man. so much hate
0: i love l.a dude i don't I know man it just doesn't doesn't
2: do it for me I much prefer New
0: York. You and a lot of people. See New York to me was fun but it was overwhelming. It's definitely uh, more nav I mean not navigable, but it's like you don't need a car to do New York yeah. City. No, no, it's, it's, you do it's, in LA.
2: So, subway's great. Yeah, yeah, LA. I was we were just picking up those little scooters that were on the side of the road. Oh, sort yeah, of the zooming Limes. around on them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were handy, but um I looked the weather's great in LA. You can't fault the weather, but um yeah, I don't know, just some, some people love it and some people don't you should check out chicago, dog. I don't. I love chicago yeah one day one yeah. day i'd, I'd like to if get you like yeah. new york
0: city i think you'll like chicago it's like i feel like it's a more manageable new york city
2: sorry that's my dog um yeah no i definitely look i, I actually want to go back to philly because we only got to go there overnight and um yeah. and, and boy, we like got to, to go see to see anything around there so um guys, okay, sorry
0: Lmao his dog's acting up. <laughs> oh man.
2: man. I had the fucking postman just sitting there for some some reason oh, no said so he was losing it. Yeah,
0: damn.
2: Uh hey. Come here. Um Yeah, yeah man look I want to go everywhere in America at some point, but um it's such a huge country and like, yeah. you know, um yeah, even New York. I've been there like three times now, and it's—I uh, haven't seen like probably three quarters of it.
0: Yeah, I so, mean, I've only been to like Brooklyn and Queens. That was it, and it was like yeah, you know, just for Electronic on three.
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely a cool city. Um, hey, uh. <laughs> Freddie, come here. Yeah, what's
0: yeah. your dog's name? Freddie. 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 Can you see? Uh, I don't he's know, a little off
2: frame. Yeah.
0: Of course, right now you look like those people in like crime shows where they don't want their identity you known, uh, so they're all
2: blacked out. Yeah, art yeah, <laughs> space is uh, north, and the sun goes across that way. So yeah, shudders. Uh, I can't avoid it in this room, but it um, happens. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: how do yeah. you feel about the concept of separating art from the artist?
2: Um, like in terms of like if you like their music or whatever, and disagree with them on moral values or something like that.
0: Right? Can you do that? Um, do you think it's necessary, etc.?
2: Um. Yeah, I can. I can do it. I mean, like you're never going to agree with everyone, um, on everything. So yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, if someone was like a a Nazi or something, you're not going to, you know, you probably. You say fuck that guy, but like in general, general, um, you know, uh, issues. Yeah, like people are entitled to think what what they want, and uh, and they just have to deal with how they're perceived based on those those thoughts. Yeah, I can I can separate it. Yep. Yeah.
0: Are there there? I guess there's acts that probably at least once you found that you went, I can't support that anymore. And then- um,
2: oh man, I, I have to think about. It. Look, I, I find some of it, particularly big artists, I find it a little bit hypocritical. You know, yeah. like Rage Against the Machine, for instance. You know, they they always push the socialism thing, but then you've got Tommy Morello um, selling masterclasses online and stuff. You know, like yeah, you know, are you are you a socialist or are you not? You know, are you just yeah. doing it doing it to push to a certain market? So. I don't really care. People can think, have their own views or whatever. But um, just the the hypocrisy annoys me a little bit.
0: I feel that. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got to eat. If we're operating no, under a capitalist system, you you know, you you got to do what you got to exactly. do. Exactly. I
2: agree. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent.
0: Do you prefer slow or fast music? Or like loud or quiet music?
2: Probably. Oh, it depends man like you, you're not going to have quiet punk music so dream. you know you need loud fast punk may music may I introduce can... you to dream
0: punk <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah yeah touche um, no look uh, it's all mood dependent isn't it so yeah. um, you know if uh, I won't listen to music based on the mood I'm in okay. I'll put something on and then Sort of let that fine dictate my mood. So you yeah, know, okay. if I'm in a bad mood, I'll put something on that makes me happy. Not, I won't listen to sad music or whatever. Yeah, I got you. So, no slow dive when you're um, sad. No, no, <laughs> no. I mean, there's some music that just puts you to sleep in in general. But um, yeah, like yeah, it's all it's all subjective depending on do you on what enjoy. You're
0: do you enjoy like minimalist music, like like drone or ambient music, or do you prefer your music to be a little more active, or do you appreciate both? Um,
2: I look, I, I prefer music lyrical content if I'm okay. picking one. Um, I look at the, look something atmospheric and ambient. If it's got like a sort of captivating melodical thing, that mm-hmm. that'll get me. But if it's more like the rhythmic based ones, where it's a lot of like you know, like a drone with a drum machine or something. And I'll to be Repative. honest. I'll just, yeah. I'll just turn it off. Like it doesn't do it <laughs>
0: for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. It's good to know. Yeah. Well, we're down to five minutes, boys. Um, as, as you know, um, Skelly, we obviously have the shout out section of the night. Um, and then Chris and I will go after you, but uh, we want to give you the floor to say anything you like as far as self-promotion shout outs uh anything really that you'd like to let us in the audience know um all right well
2: first of all shout out to you two guys uh for having me oh. um <laughs> it's good. We you know we have met in real life which is great and uh, i do oh, yeah. consider both you guys friends So um, i'm yes. glad to, and, and happy to talk to you guys anytime and uh help you out where i can um and thanks to anyone who's, who's come and listened and, and asked questions and anyone who's ever supported my music in any way. Um, it, it really is appreciated. Um, you know, the fact that it is surreal to, to think that people do like what you create because you never, uh, think that'll happen. Like you just make it, um, you know, and it's, it's real people actually like pay money to come and see you or whatever. Like, um, you know, it's, uh, it really is appreciated, and um, and I'm happy to you know talk to if anyone's got any questions later on or anything. Hit me up. I'm happy to talk to people about you know gear or music or whatever. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, um, and then as far as like we got some new surfing coming out on the second, um, and then a new I've got a new solo Sky Raider song coming out on Friday. Um, All right. Uh, Friday, yeah, Australian. Uh, No, I think it'll be I think I clicked uh, Friday New York time On the the distributor So um, That'll be coming out Um, Yeah, we'll be dropping stuff Sort of uh, Monthly Or bi-monthly Across Across all the projects Um, And and, Yeah, hopefully we can See you guys in real life Sooner than later Oh man Um, Would love that
0: and you said a yeah. new surfing track on the second, right, June second? Yeah,
2: yep, yep. That'll be dropping. Um, Can't wait to hear that guitar part at the end. Well, I've built it up now, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, it's, uh, everyone enjoys that little bit at the end. But um, I think it'll be. I think it came out okay in the end. Um, so yeah, that's uh, thanks again, to everyone, um, tuning in and uh, supporting us. Very
0: cool. Yeah, and if you're listening via um, podcasting services or watching on YouTube, thank you as well, Um, Chris.
2: There you go first.
0: You sure? Yeah. Okay, so obviously, um, I've got uh, the upcoming uh, Midwest Esthetic Show right in uh, July 29 alongside Luxury Elite, Fire Tools, Vape Error, Sound Market. And some other people whose names are escaping me. But it's going to be a great time. Very, very excited. Uh, come out to Madison, Wisconsin if you're in the area. Uh, it'll be a hell of a night. A very long, very fun night. Um, got a set coming up on the upcoming Helios 3 event. Uh, courtesy of Ming Curry. And I believe Strip Silence is actually working on that as well. Shout out Strip. Um, a good 20-minute cloud wrap set. Um, should be good. The, Ming Curry liked it, so when he uh, announces that event. Hope you guys all turn in. There should be like a lot of people on that lineup, so it should be good. And just spent my weekend putting together a 20-minute uh, kind of like down-tempo and deep house set, although it kind of took a left turn because I ended up using uh, a very violent one oh tricks point never track at the end of it. Uh, don't want to spoil the surprise. Um, something from Garden of Delete. That's going to be for an upcoming live stream event as well. Um, don't know how much information I can put out about that but uh, the person putting that together is in chat so yeah that is your fundraiser that is correct very excited about um, that live stream event because all funds raised will be going towards uh, some sort of LGBTQIA fund uh, I think it's I think it's a, like a trans defense type thing um, anyways so, Got that going on. The Trevor Project. Thank you, Dreaming Diary. That's that's where all the, the donations will be going to. Um, other than that, hoping to play a whole lot of live shows this summer. Book me if you're local. I will drive up to eight and a half hours to play your show. Just saying. If you cover the cost, I'll probably even fly. Um, but, yeah. Very, very excited to have had you on tonight, Leroy. Um, it's been a dream. Uh, you know, thank you. Oh, yeah. Um, Skelly, what do you got for us?
1: i um, the helios thing as well i think i just saw strip silence telling me to dm him about that uh i will i will get my set done for you this week and i'll do the visuals too but i will dm you also about it uh probably today or tomorrow just saw that uh, aside from that i'm i'm working on music that's it
0: you got uh you got anything coming up as far as um your um terminally chill or the sideshow, show the the dark show uh,
1: eclipse i think the eclipse. next eclipse is it i always eclipse forget the name the... i'm sorry the next eclipse I think is at the end of July and we're doing one in Brooklyn soon as well. I, I, believe. See I don't have a date for that yet. And, uh, nothing yet, but chill yet. So something soon. I'm sure. Very cool. And when's
0: that new album come out?
1: Me? I don't know. <laughs> when it's done. <laughs> <laughs> when it's done. Good answer. <laughs> been rewritten like Just seven times. That. It's been yeah. rewritten like seven times. I don't know. Let's, let's it's going to be that. good. We're on like the A3
0: right now. Don't forget, uh, you can still get copies of uh, Polymath Vampire on Business Casual.
1: Yeah, also featuring uh, Leroy over there. That's why I brought it up. Album album fucking
0: rips. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, no problem. All right, so thank you for tuning in, guys. Uh, Appreciate you guys above all uh, spending your evening with me, Skelly, and Hawaii 94. Don't forget, you can donate if you feel led. All donations go towards equipment upgrades, commissioned art, that sort of thing. Uh, paying people in the community to help us out. Uh, You can follow me and Skelly, or you can just follow all the socials. i go ahead and blast all the commands here. Jump in our Discord server. We just had a game night on Tuesday night. We had like 20, 25 people playing dumbass games, just just riffing on stuff all night long. It was super fun. Uh, We argue, we debate, we talk about which fast food places are the shittiest. Jump in the Discord server. Listen to the Spotify official playlist. We've got... Beef Ant that just put out an introduction to Philip Glass, along with Frank JFC and what? Um, what the fuck is this? I'm I'm so embarrassed. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, just other people that have been on our show. We got we got playlists. We got our official playlist, White Woods. Damn it! All right, um, join us in two weeks, uh, same time, same place, nine p.m. Eastern Time on the fifth of June. Uh, the guest is undecided, so you're just gonna have to keep your ear to the ground. And, of course, follow us on social media. Please watch us on YouTube. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, Audible, Amazon. Uh, and give Hawaii 94 your money. Buy his albums.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. I think you're getting it you yeah. for free now. True.
0: Oh, and, of course, Stream it. I believe the, believe the next Neon Nights is tomorrow night. So show right. up at uh, Neon Nights, Lux's show. Have an awesome night, everybody, and we'll see you in right. two weeks. Bye. Thanks guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>